you know, a lot of people's lives were were, were potentially in danger, or are in danger, and have been in danger. Um, and so you realise, like, actually, you know, I I, I want to live my life on purpose and in alignment, and I want to live my life with, you know, with doing the things that I want to do, and you know, the are the things that we want to do. Um, and so it made me really realise that being out of alignment and not being on purpose. And just kind of putting up with a lot of things is not like that. That's not. Hello, dear friends. Welcome to Master the Art of Graceful Living podcast, home base for all those who are craving to live purposefully, love fiercely, and build intimate relationship with the truth of their hearts. I believe that the quality of our lives depends on the quality of our relationships. First of all, with self than others and all areas of our lives. Here we dive deep and share with you ideas and tools on how to build healthy, juicy, graceful relationships, fall in love with self and your life and expand your capacity to receive abundance and pleasure. It's time to leave your Okay, thank you very much for joining this uh, um, podcast today. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you. It's like my soulmate with whom I can discuss everything. <laughs> we can talk about anything and it's always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we want to discuss with Richard today um, the life during and after quarantine. And uh, for those of you who do not know Richard, he is an amazing coach. He's coaching people one-on-one and uh, he's doing as well group coaching. So at the end of this podcast, we will leave uh, um, our uh, where, where you can find us, right? Where you can find Richard. And um, yeah, and we want just to share our experience about um uh, how we went through this period and when we face uh, now, what we have uh, learned on this journey. So uh, maybe you can start if you don't mind uh, and just to uh, to share your own experience, what, what you liked about this uh, time. Did you experience lots of fear, lots of worry, what they were worries and fear were, uh, were about and yeah, what was your expansion here on this time? Let's put it that way. Well, there's a lot to cover in, in that uh, <laughs> opening question there. <laughs> yeah. I think mean, I'll break it down a little bit and just like kind of go from, like, I, I thought we could talk about this tonight because obviously mm-hmm. something relative that we've got this strange opportunity in in as much as that, for, for, uh, probably going to say, and I'm, I'm Fingers crossed, I'm going to say the only um, time in my lifetime or, or our lifetimes that we get to talk to people um, and communicate and connect with uh, anybody anywhere in the world on exactly the same topic. Yeah. Just going through exactly the same thing. And that's why I thought maybe we could talk about it tonight because at the very least it's, it, it's a once-in-a-lifetime event and mm-hmm. opportunity for us to share um and for other people who are will be listening to this and watching to this to share their experiences of where what happened to, to them and with them 
maybe what they got out of the period that we've been through of being, you know, like everybody in the world has been in lockdown at some point. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the world has uh, experienced exactly the same situation. It's a slightly different format being dealt with in a slightly different ways. And I just think it's interesting that we have this rare opportunity in to discuss something that is affecting everybody at the same time. And I think the first thing for me to say was, I think initially I was, and I don't know if I still am because we're not moving and traveling in a little bit of denial about what's happening outside the own, my own little bubble of the place where I live. And, and I, th- I remember the first time that it kind of really hit me uh, thing when I really grasped the idea of actually this is happening to everybody in the world. And you start mm-hmm. to see things like your Facebook feed with people, you know, people like, you know, we're in different countries and other friends of mine uh, communicate on messages, WhatsApp, whatever, Facebook Messenger with people, friends of mine in San Francisco, Australia, Spain. And, and, and all of a sudden we have this thing which is exactly the same conversation you know, with people all around the world. And and the first time that struck me, it, it struck me as, as, as like, oh, this is an, an amazing event and I don't know how to handle it. So I had it, so it brought with me a huge amount of fear, as in, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, rarely do you come across this thing of like, oh, everybody in the world is, is doing this. Like the people in Holland are doing this. People in the US are doing this. The people in, you know, are locked in their houses. Like, I... I got this feeling of kind of like feeling really, really small and there was something so much, much more bigger than we could possibly imagine was happening, thinking that my friends are doing the same and having to stay inside. So initially I had a massive amount of fear around mm. it, which made me want to stay in. Mm. How, about, how about you? Okay. Um, well, for me, um, in the very beginning, I had this wave of anxiety because um, uh, I'm living in Amsterdam here by myself, and then my family is in um, Belarus. And uh, before the borders were closed, I had a conversation with my family, and they're like, oh, maybe it's good for you to come back home. And my initial... Um, search for okay i'm gonna go because yeah i was scared i was afraid like um am i gonna be here by myself and what if something will happen what if i get sick and i start creating all these stories in my mind what i'm gonna die you know like and this touched my deep uh, fear of uh, loneliness but then deep down i felt like okay now you get to stay here i had this voice no you get to stay here because you need to do some work and I'm happy that I stayed because it allowed me just to uh, close myself uh, and to be with myself during this time and to um, be exposed towards some unprocessed stuff from the past that I, I haven't dealt with. And it was an amazing time for me. So it was really confronting during some times, but uh, I really dedicated it to lots of uh, this energy realignment practices to release what was happening inside of me and um yeah and uh, 
at the end, it was really amazing time because at the same time, I had the um, uh, opportunity to focus more on what I'm doing, to find more clarity around what I want to do. And after this initial uh, wave of anxiety, actually, I was feeling really good because I was looking mm. at all this from a completely different angle like that is happening for us. And that's whatever is the, the, uh, um, the true story behind this virus, because I, I don't want to go into all this version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's many, let's just say there's many, many ideas, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are many ideas, but whatever it is, it's just something which pulls fear and anxiety out of the people, right? So that people can finally face it. And uh, it's what I went through myself. And then I started feeling like, oh, okay, there are so many opportunities in this situation as well, you know? And it's a kind of like world is on hold and uh, you can uh, um, focus more on what you want to do in your life. Mm. And yeah, also at the very end, I was missing uh, human contact. <laughs> I was missing human, human, human touch. Yes, the first time I started touching people again, it was so ecstatic, <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's, it's um, it is it is. You know, when you start to, you mention like, you know, lots and lots of theories and ideas about things that were happening and the reasons why they're happening. And what I realized is that actually it was, it was when you're in something like that, it's, it's, it's too late to worry about that. Mm -hmm. You know, the cause of this or the cause of that. Yeah. Okay. We can look back at it and we can investigate if it's a conspiracy, if it's something else. But actually your immediate presence and your what's happening with you immediately is, is that you're dealing with the, uh, the effect of what's happened. And so mm -hmm. you can get wrapped up in the whys and wherefores and where does it come from and all that kind of thing. But I realized for me that was generating more fear. Like, okay, well, if that's happened, then what's next? And what's next? And what's next? And like, oh, we're under massive control by somebody else. And so... I thought to myself, well, there's enough fear here to deal with in as much as, you know, this is real and people uh, around me might die. Mm -hmm. And so for me, there was a big learning journey of like being able to like put things aside and go, well, I kind of like, I just can't, that, that, I think being in a space where you're uh, letting, allowing things to be outside your control. Um, was a big learning for me. So, you know, I just have to let go of that. Um, and then I also realized that I personally didn't have, I saw the spectrum of people from being the people that were like sitting at home with masks and goggles on to the people that were like, oh, I'm just going to walk around the streets and I don't care. You know, the ends of the spectrum of people that had huge fear about, you know, catching virus, shall we say. Mm -hmm. And the people really, 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 really didn't care. And I was all I really observed about um, where I felt on that journey, where I felt on that process and how much fear I personally had. And I didn't personally have any fear about it. Like it was, you know, that mentality of like, oh, like I, I'm just not going to have it. It's not going to be me. I'm just not going to have it. 
Like people won't have it, but it won't be. I'm just not going to have it. And, and you mm-hmm. know, not in a denial way, like I truly believe that. I truly believe that I didn't, you know, not deliberately put myself in the way, but I truly believe that, you know, that was part of my mindset. And when I saw people, people with their Facebook feeds and stuff like that, you're thinking, you know, the more energy you put into this thing, like stuff, some of the stuff that we've talked about, you know, your, um, um, so, so your, so your energy, energy flows where your attention goes, right? So mm-hmm. I think to myself, well, you know, all these people are talking, look, you know, talking about it, looking at, you know, you know, regurgitating, watching the news, getting bought in, you know, you're like, you're, you're surrounding yourself with the energy of this creation, whether it be natural or unnatural, you're surrounding yourself, yourself all the time with the energy of creation. So the intention that is going to be around you is what you're putting out there into the world. So like the choice for me to not really buy into, you know, news feed, not really buy into media, not really buy into um, anything other than what was happening with, with the people around me was a practice for me on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have experienced the same, this what you mentioned, letting go of control. And it's something I have been going through for the last, I don't know, maybe eight months, but it's like life has given me like this situation where it teaches me just to be with the discomfort as much as I can. And I feel the big gap between what was eight months ago and now. I mean, now whatever happens, I'm like, I still have some worries, of course, and anxiety, but I'm like, okay, it feels like I, this was a process for me of building this container to be with the discomfort. And I really believe that the more you can be with the discomfort, the more life can give you, the more you can receive in life. So I had to go through this process of being with discomfort and being not controlling anything in life and um, yeah yeah it was amazing experience and um, as well what I believe and what I have noticed what I have heard from somebody it's like you should not separate yourself from from this virus the more we are trying to protect ourselves from something negative the more we are drawing it into our life and I move then to this state like, okay, I fully accept it and what I can laugh about this situation, what is good about it. And mm-hmm. there were lots of things that I could find like, okay, I can be at home, I can focus. I stopped drinking coffee there every day, you know, like because I couldn't get it. I normally drink a nice coffee in a cafe and this, I couldn't get it. So I was like, okay, I will try. And this was so good. It, it happened naturally. Also before, I could never do it in my life. You know, I was addicted to drinking coffee. And some yeah. other like healthy benefits was happening as well. So it was, it was really good. And yes, yeah, I mentioned just being more with myself and going into the internal world. And I always believe it's just where you put your focus and what you can love about every situation that is happening in your life fully. It will create a big change, yeah. Mm, yeah, and um, and, and it, you know, it is true that you get you go through those processes of thinking. One of the big things I I said to myself at the start of it is like, if this, this is going to happen, there's going to be some um, negative situations or some more difficult situations to deal with. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, <clears throat> what is the opportunity? You know where 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 are we going to come out of the other side having gained something from this mm-hmm. from, from this experience and 
keeping mindful that inside everything, inside every experience that there is negative, there's always something to gain and take from it. And there's always a message that that we can take out of it. And um, that was always been my keeping myself mindful. That there was there was always a positive side to it. And I think one of the positive sides for me is that I realised that you know I I've been re- in life. Um, I didn't, you know, want to be in such close contact with a lot of people, you know, like I, I like being in close contact and I love hugging people and hugging my friends and being in, in close contact with them. Um, but I also realized that my life had grown in, in, a, in a way that I was, you know, kind of quite close to being in groups of people and groups of strangers and things like that. And um, and I realized that that's not, it isn't, it's actually not, you know, huge, big groups of strangers and things like that. It's not. It's not so much for me, and I don't think anymore. I think I realised I was maybe swimming against my own tide, and I actually was. And naturally, I didn't really like that anyway. Um, not that I'm kind of hugely like introverted or anything like that, but I just realised it's you know probably intimate, more intimate, close groups of friends are better, better for me instead of big groups of people, and that was a big learning for me. And as much as that, being away from a lot of people didn't bother me. I was like, yeah. actually, I, I think I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah, I had the same, like, because during this time, this uh, ah, this pressure of social, going social, dissolved, right? And I really liked it because I noticed how much I was still sometimes pushing myself to go out and to be with people. It's not necessarily what I want to do with, yeah, with some companies and some relationships in nature fall but fell apart and yeah it's it's how it's meant to be i believe yeah mm. and uh, did you uh like this time after after the quarantine also we don't know what will happen next but you personally uh did you notice some changes in the world and the behavior of people and i'm not talking about the global because lots of things are going on but like in your area right so the people around you have you noticed some changes in people in life um like since since, so we we are kind of like where i live we've only been pardon me we've been socialized we've been out and about for a few weeks but Mm -hmm. uh this saturday that's just passed has been the day when like all the restaurants are open all the bars are open like this just this week just gone so i haven't in the last few days i've since before then everybody's still kind of been you know in a position where they're keeping their distance or only a few people in the shop at a time or, or something like that so it's still it was still there but i noticed actually that before saturday the energy and the around the people around were still was were a lot calmer um and everybody was like the the atmosphere around was a lot calmer. And then from Saturday, when there was kind of the rules were changed and people don't have to distance, and they, you know, basically we we kind of were basically went back to normal here on Saturday. And then all of a sudden, like all these blending of energies, and I think people suddenly like colliding together, it created mm-hmm. quite like a chaotic environment to begin with. You know, it created all this kind of like, ah, we're out. And, and I like, I wondered to myself how much people believed that, because I was very 
conscious with myself that actually when things changed on on Saturday I didn't want to be part of big groups and crowds and I didn't and I just went with a couple of mates off and did some you know like quiet summer solstice thing um but I, but I noticed when I'd gone into just being the town where I lived and I walked around for a little bit it was really chaotic and I think like people hey we're really happy we're out but the actual energy the feeling mm-hmm. was quite chaotic and that people maybe you know not know exactly what to do apart from be out mm. you know there were a lot of people around and not exactly knowing really what to do being free from you know in a way free from chains but I think some some of that was maybe quite calming as well mm. okay yeah well, what I have noticed is like it's more like in general in people in shops and supermarkets everywhere. It's just uh, there is more of this uh, patience in people, but at the same time, the ones who are already doing the work on themselves, they have grown somewhere, they have realized some things, and for some people, it's actually it's highlighted more of what they have been holding inside. So it feels like some people get more aggressive in a way, you know. And I think it's what's happening as well in the world a little bit. Because so just, mm. I believe what we went through, if if the meaning of that was to awaken people, I believe it was very soft. <laughs> and to be honest, I think people who were already into this awakening, going through their journey, and, well, everybody does, but I mean who was deliberately doing their work, it was a very good uh, expansion for them, but it was not scary enough maybe for many people to realize some stuff. Mm. You know, it's like, yeah, many are stayed where they have been or they became even more impatient and aggressive because of all this financial situation, economic situation right now. Yeah, but the good side of it, I think the people who were doing the work on themselves and those uh, leaders, I believe, the this situation built a critical mass of them who can then lead uh, the rest. I think those who were doing the work, they have expanded and they have expanded their work. It's what I have seen on social media and I've seen that lots of people activated what they were doing in the world, which was a good sign in that. What um what I think he noticed what's come what kind of came to me in terms of the general behaviour is like we talked to me before before we came on and there comes the, the like you said it's been quite gentle we're not maybe not not everybody agree depending on where people live um and the situation they've been in but it's been to a point where so we were talking before where this like for us to interact over you know zoom and talk um, digitally and catch up digitally and all that kind of thing um, which we've been doing for a few years it's for you know it's a normal thing for us it was not normal mm-hmm. a few years ago and a normal thing for us and as you and I both know we've kind of been working in a world where you know we we know the digital world is coming and it's there and and there's still a huge part of the population or majority probably that are not like that whole digital world and how do you communicate things like that and not been prominent they're not for any reason and one thing is not better than the other i'm not saying that you know because we do this we're better than somebody else who doesn't mm. that's absolutely not what i'm trying to say but i noticed it's like a forced change in behavior so it's kind of you know pushed 
a whole population or a whole, I'm not going to say generation, but a whole timeline of the population has been shoved into, and I'm talking about personally or business, um, have been forced into a new, a new um, kind of practice, if you like, or a new way of communicating. Um, and, and that, I think, is amazing because it's like, well, if you're going to communicate, you'll, you'll, if you have a fear of technology, a fear of being on camera, a fear of communicating, if you want to see your family, if you want to see your friends, if you want to talk to them, this is a way you're going to have to do it. So there's also some of you talked about boundaries and barriers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's also some enforced breakdown, gentle enforcing a breakdown of barriers. Like if you want to see your family, you're going to have to put your shit about digital technology and, you know, tech phobia. You'll have to put your own shit to one side and get on with it if you're, because this is the way that you can see and communicate with your family. And it goes from, you know, your grandparents or parents or older generation down to younger generation, you know, wherever you may be a bit more used to. But if you want to communicate with people or you want to work or you want to keep your business going, um, for example, I know friends of mine that are yoga teachers and they were like, shit, you know, as soon as I realize I can, I can like, why, why can't I do my class online all of a sudden? And it's been there all along. You know, yeah. it's like all of a sudden, why I can't? And and what a friend of mine spoke to, you know, actually, a, you know, a client of mine who teaches classes, and we were talking about motivation, procrastination, and all that kind of thing. And he, and she said to me, like, like kind of her mental barrier to this whole process that was stopping actually happening before. Like, oh, I wouldn't be able to get some of my some of the people she teaches are like she teaches fitness classes and her students are like in their 80s she says right so mm -hmm. her mental barriers or how am i going to get this lady i'm never going to get this lady online because she's in her 80s and she normally comes to class da, 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 and we have a little chat it's all lovely and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden when the switch went and it's like well this either happens online or it's not going to happen she got a whole class online in like 24 hours yeah. When she put her shit to one side, but also what what she was saying to me was like it was her idea of like I could never show anybody how to use this tech. I could never show anybody how to get online. Like I'm the last person that could do anything like that. And so that's about breaking down to this like multi layers of barriers that when you're forced into a situation that you've got to be like if I don't do this, it's not going to happen. That you quickly mm -hmm. break through your own barriers and your own shit. So you so there's that kind of forced gently enforced like you are going to have to do this time to step up and change your behavior get rid of your fears and get rid of your limitations yeah yeah it's it was time to get resourceful <laughs> for all yeah absolutely yeah yeah and to find the ways how you can still deliver what you want to deliver and as we have seen it's all possible and you know, I'm mm. I'm as well amazed, like in businesses, but as well, my friend, lots of friends are working for the companies, and lots of companies uh, they were against like working from home, right, during normal times. And now the situation mm -hmm. showed everybody that it's absolutely possible and even even better. So I think it's better, yeah, yeah, it's all was all for good. Like what we create, what is not possible. 
we create the story that it's not possible and why it is possible. Actually, it's perfectly possible and even it's maybe uh, better, right? So. Yeah, it's forcing people into it's forcing people into the words that are prominent now, which is the new normal, and forcing into like there is a different way, there is a way of doing this, there is you know, and there's, there's kind of like I spoke to somebody whose whose company, you know, he excuse me, he talked about going and working from home himself, mm-hmm. and the company, and there's no reason why he can do it, you know, it's really all all internet based. Um, and it, like he was very, he was very interesting talking to him because he said, "So what? We're, what we're basically talking about, really, is not work. It's not tech. It's not um, process. When it, when it actually, when it's boiled down, what we're actually talking about is is trust." And he said, mm-hmm. "That's the actual the core of what we're talking. What they were talking about is trust, and the trust of." The fear of the company of because you're not in your chair mm-hmm. and we can see you mm-hmm. and you're not working. Mm. Yeah. So it's actually the actual real core of the situation is not tech, it's not delivery, it's not the business. The core of the situation is actually trust in that the essence is I trust that you're working because I can see you sitting in your chair, which we all know is not the case anyway. Yeah. Right? So, like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? You know, don't, don't think because, like, I'm sitting in my chair at work that I'm not, like, doing my own emails or checking with Facebook or whatever people do, you know? Yes. And so, you know, he said, look, it's funny that, that their perception is because we pay for a huge building with big glass and elevators and mm. things you have to beat to get in, and we've got all this, like, safe and secure environment that we trust you that because you're sitting at your desk that you're working whereas that you're sitting at your home and you're not working so it came down to this trust issue which actually is bullshit anyway because there's no difference yeah we just get attached to these structures and we think that we can't live without these structures and actually yeah. yeah we need to let go for example for my parents they had to close their official business where they were sitting in the office and it was a painful process for them, but and they always had this idea because yeah, they're coming from older generation that you need to be in the office in order to do the work. Also, I was always asking them, why do you really need to be in the office? And then they sold it, and they were so happy to be at home, you know, like waking up with the time they want, having coffee and having nice breakfast. And then actually now they start developing like in the same kind of business, but without having the office, working from home, they're much more happier. You see, and like this is the illustration of how we think like, oh, this has got to be structure. Mm. And it's everywhere in life, like, oh, my workshop, my yoga classes. Of course, I understand for yoga classes, it's good to be in the, in the room with other people because you share energy, but still it yeah. is possible. For example, for me, I was as well, not addicted, but a kind of to my yoga classes, being in the room, to my dance classes. And then I'm like, okay, I, I'm doing my yoga at home every morning and it's fine as well. So I think it was a, as well a big game of like, let go of all your addictions, let go of all your, what you get used to, all your attachments. And it showed the situation you can live without all that perfectly, even without having your coffee in the morning. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you know what? Like you, you, know, you what you're talking about is you know, <clears throat> um, let go of addictions, and this is like it's been a, a massive journey for me of seeing the addiction. So if I go from if I'm doing this work or my coaching work, or you know, other work, the other work that I do. And I realized I can have this discussion with a lot of people, even yesterday, with a lot of people and saying, like, why well, we just, like, save so much money? And and it's and it was about addictions, like the addiction of I'm going to walk down the street. When I walk down this street, I see this coffee shop and I buy this coffee. Do I want it? No. Do I enjoy it? Yeah, okay, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that I was, like, not not spending so much money on shit that I'm addicted to through just process and habit yeah i'm like oh when i go home by this place i go into this shop and i do that and like do i really need to go into that shop or is my you know my subconscious programming my my addictive programming and be like oh i'm just going to do this because i normally do it and end up buying some shit that i don't really want that either goes in the cupboard or in the fridge um or i'm buying uh coffee mm-hmm. in a in a coffee shop that actually you know, do I want it? And it's just like addictive routine shit. And and I found myself finding that I I found that I'd spent so much less money. Um, and my lifestyle has not, apart from being inside, my lifestyle hasn't changed. Like I'm still eating well, I'm still drinking well, I'm still you know eating good food, drinking you know good drinks or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. So my lifestyle is still great, good, mm-hmm. great. But I'm not spending so much money, and that money has just come from maybe like that that shit. That, you know, how much of it do you actually is really, really serving you? And it was really yeah. prominent. I know we talked about getting our first coffee outside. You know, like our message, which was, you know, it was you know, it, it's nice like to go and have that process, right? Yeah. Go and have that process of finding your favorite coffee shop and sitting down and ordering a really nice coffee and really enjoying it, and that is cool, um, and part of the pleasure of life. Mm-hmm. But I had noticed how much the procedure of buying coffee was a bit of an addiction for me when I got, when the nearest, you know, the coffee shops where I live started to open and we're allowed to serve just on a takeaway basis. In the first week, I looked at my, you know, my spending and my bank account app or whatever. My first week was like 20 quid on coffee. I'm like, what the fuck? Like 20 quid on coffee. You know, in one week, like, that's just shit. You know, okay, like, going by one for the novelty, but I quickly got back into the addiction and the habit of, like, oh, if I drive around this way to to go here, and I can stop by there, and I can order on an app before I go, because that's what I can do. And when I go there, they just hand me my coffee, and then I go. Mm-hmm. Right, that new process is fantastic. I love that. And so then I quickly became addicted to this new process. Uh-huh. At the end of the first week, I spent 20 quid. Yeah. So at the first week, I spent 20 quid on coffee. And it was all, you know, justifiable because it's new. I haven't done it for a while. And, mm-hmm. and so I really had this indication of these actual habits and these things that you do, which is subconscious. And, you know, the deeper the deeper learning is, is that, you know, look at how easy it is it's become part of this subconscious programming, part of this patterning, part of this addiction, part of this habit, and the story that you're telling yourself. But, in some way that's like serving you just to round off that's a bit of a rant about coffee and addiction yeah. but just to round off that i now have stopped buying coffee apart from you know a nice one mm-hmm. every you know every every few days because it is really delicious but i noticed yeah. my own behavior like oh shit 
Like I'm buying all this shit every day and every week. Mm. Like I don't even know where it is. Like where does it go? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's like it's what you mentioned. It's not about stop doing this nice things that we enjoy, but it's become about being uh, becoming more aware. Like, whoa, why I'm really doing it? And about everything in life. Like, why why I'm eating now? This why I'm doing that? This is just to like um not to feel anxiety what is rising up or whatever right so it's just becoming more aware moment of by moment of what we are doing it's all about that yeah mm. yeah and um and so so and <laughs> um, what was what do you think that you like okay so just like before i like i frame i'll ask you a question but you framed me before coming towards you know a few weeks ago mm-hmm when um when things started to change and like some restrictions started to become lifted that was kind of like my next massive wave of anxiety for me for two reasons it's one is like oh i realized i quite like this you know little bubble that i'm in mm-hmm. and do i want to actually suddenly be exposed to other people you know that i examined the people around in my life my acquaintances and decided actually i probably wasn't didn't want to be around quite a lot of them um, for no reason, but you know, like you know, you really realize what's important to you. And so, with that, my when things started to change, the next wave of anxiety and fear came for me. Um, of like, I never wanted to come out of this process not having learned and grown in some way from it, because mm. then I felt that would be a waste. You know, like my intention was after I got my initial fear and anxiety, like, okay, I am not going to be the same person on the other side of this. My intention is to learn and grow from this for me personally. So when we came towards like lifting restrictions in the first time, then I had a massive fear and, you know, and a a massive anxiety of like, oh my God, have I actually learned anything or have I changed? Have I changed anything about myself? So, um, my question to the that's a description saying my question is like out of it what did you what have you learned and grown out of it out of it yeah 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 so um the the, the first thing uh it's what I mentioned already is about all this uh, how life is supposed to be and all these structures and stories and uh uh, this I had to let go, and this was a big one for me. Even in small things like, yeah, having a coffee or uh, meeting with friends or everything, you know, like this was one big thing for me. And the second, maybe the biggest one, is was just to to be with the discomfort, um, with the discomfort and living just in the present moment, like day by day. I eat what I have been asked to do day by day because my life is quite uncertain at that moment, very uncertain, I would say. <laughs> and um, I learned in the beginning I had like sleepless night and I was worrying a lot. But with time, I just got to see that I can't really control life. I can only control it through my through what I put out, right, through my energies from my thoughts what i put out and this is like i became very very conscious of that and this maybe was the biggest breakthrough for me i was never so much aware of what i'm putting out than now and i i have seen like this 
period was a big uh, breakthrough for me to see how it is related, right? So where, what I put out and what I'm receiving back moment by moment and life showed me, okay, I'm the sovereign creator of everything in my life. And this was maybe the biggest one for me during these times. Yeah. I think um, for me, the, the learning, I, I've had much more, and I've spoken to a few people about this, a much more time to reflect on connection, what was just truly aligning for me. And, mm-hmm. and to realize the understanding of the impact of doing something, even a practice or like you know, I was talking about an addiction or even work. Um, through doing things that are not aligned with your with who you are and we all have to do things we don't want to do because it might relate to money or it might relate to whatever situation circumstances family friends whatever we you know we all find ourselves doing things that we don't necessarily want to do um in a bigger form or a smaller form but i think the, like what i learned was how much massively being out of alignment with the things that you want to do can affect your energy and how fragile things are because this is a worldwide thing and we spoke a little bit about before and actually you know one minute wasn't here and the next minute it was here and you know a lot of people's lives were were, were potentially in danger or are in danger and have been in danger um and so you realize like actually you know i i, I want to live my life on purpose and in alignment and i want to live my life with you know with doing the things that i want to do and you know there are things that we want to do um and so it made me really realize that being out of alignment and not being on purpose and just kind of putting up with a lot of things is not like that that's not you know that's i'm going now going through a process where those things i'm more uh shall we say strict about mm-hmm. about you know cutting things out of my life and saying actually that's not serving me i'm not going to do that i, I realize that um maybe before you just go along with it subconsciously or even on a deeper level getting a message out through this work that i do and we do um and just being more aligned with more aligned and more honest about who who you who i really am as a person and saying like this is who i am this is what i'm going to do this is how i'm going to do it in not in terms of you know like do it or else but in like being yourself and, in, and showing up as yourself in the world and that kind of was already reflected in the parts of my life was where Parts of my life that we kind of I was in before, I now find I'm struggling with them, and like the relationship to that part of my life, I'm struggling with, and it's got to be sorted out. And at the same time, I want to do more things that are more in alignment with who I am, um, mm-hmm. and you know what I want to do in 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 the world. Yeah, wonderful. But why do you think you were keeping those relationships that were out of alignment? Is it the fear of losing connection or something? Or what was it? Um, I think it's because I don't. I think it was maybe a lack of a, a lack of, you know, because we've got like, oh well, we've learned, you know, be on purpose, to live your true purpose, live your true life, and I think there's more of, more of a a kind of oh if I the kind of social thing if I cut this thing out of my life or this person or this activity or even this you know relationship to this business if I cut that out of my life in some way I'm going to be you know either judged or feel bad or you know have a like you know 
take it, I'll, I'll take it personally. Um, and so when that kind of is almost forced into this is temporarily out of your life mm-hmm. and put to one side, like I said, like all being forced into in, into new behavior and that those things are temporarily out of your life, not through your doing, you then realize how much they're really not serving you or how much you actually notice they're not even there, you know, mm-hmm. not notice they're not there. Then you realize, oh, actually, I, I don't, I've not even thought about this thing, this person, this work. It's clearly not, you know, part of my true core values because in times of a pinch and a squeeze like this, like you're, you know, you care mostly about your true core values. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it just, uh, it resonates with me a lot because I, um, I I felt as well that I I am I need to let go of some connections in my life, not because like I'm pushing them away, but they naturally fell away. Uh, the thing is, before I was trying to reconnect and to to rebuild this connection, but now I'm I just stopped doing that. You know, like it's mm. more yeah, letting go one more time of this control and just allow life to uh to unfold as it wants and before i was uh, yeah i was trying to hold much more life together than now i believe i believe mm. <laughs> yeah no I, I think so too i mean from, yeah sorry Karen. no like i think we uh, what wants to fall apart gets to fall apart we just we want to hold all these pieces together out of whatever reason but if it wants to fall apart then let it mm. yeah yeah there's for me a lot, lot more you know plate spinning before like keeping the plate spinning all the time all the time all the time and then now i'm like ah fuck that plate yeah. <laughs> you know like i don't care about that one you know yeah. good luck i don't care no carry on i've got these like important things to worry about yeah 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 definitely <laughs> wonderful so and um for this period after yeah do you feel you have more energy more clarity for where to go forward in your life you mentioned already a little bit that you you want to be more on purpose um but actually i was having a discussion last night on on on, uh, on a beach and when you go through the simple thing like you know being on a beach and watching the sunset and having mm-hmm. that simple like simpleness of, of um simple gift of life um and i think the only way to describe it is with so actually at the moment it's a little bit more difficult and i think that's because that period that we that I've been through is a period of like okay I'm I understand I understand what I'm going to do and I understand more about this and about that and, and what I want to do what I'm about I understand a bit more about the things that are not serving me and so and I mentioned this like these same words a few times to my friends friends of mine a couple of weeks ago and that is when we start to come back and in, in you know coming back into out of being on lockdown and then having this understanding that some of this stuff isn't serving me, then I realized that I used I was using the same word over and over and again. And this word I was using was like unraveling. Like I mm-hmm. feel like I'm unraveling and it's a little bit scary because all of what I knew before was like this, even though we, you know, we're 
you're on a journey and you're doing the work, you're still kind of going through the journey and the work at, at the pace you choose. Mm-hmm. You know, we choose to do the work. We choose to go on this. We choose this meditation. We choose to do this personal development or whatever. And actually when it's forced into you, it's not your choice. And, you know, you're forced to face all these different things. And, we, and I think, you know, for me, it was like facing them. At the same time, I was feeling I was unraveling at a pace that I didn't, you know, that wasn't out of my choice. But I knew it was good and I knew it was fine. And I knew that there was this like core stuff coming out. So actually, I'm going through a bit more difficult period saying, like, oh, I've unraveled all that previous life. It's almost like if you had something knitted and you pulled it all together and you still got the best, you know, the best wool, like now what are you going to make out of it? It's better than you made before. And that's like the period I'm in now. Like I've got all this great stuff, but it's in mm-hmm. a ball instead of in something, you know, nice to look at or structured or patterned or whatever. Um, I think that's the only way I can describe at the moment. Like it looked good before, but it's been all unraveled and pulled out. Now it needs to be made back into something else. Um, so I'm in that in the middle period, which I'm questioning like, okay, how, you know, what does this look like? Where do I go? What does it look like? And what am I going to do? That it's exciting at the same time, a little bit of being a state of, you know, a little bit scary. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> exciting. <laughs> exciting, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, uh, during this period and and now as well, this month of June, it was a lot about, uh, I knew how things are working on paper and life now is bringing me, okay, let's see how you incorporate, integrate it into your own life. And emotionally, energetically, it was quite heavy period at the same time for me. But it's like I'm I'm integrating everything I learned, and it it was a wonderful period. The downside of it is I'm trying sometimes to push myself because one part of me wants to be out there in the world and sharing everything that I have learned, but another part of me is like, no, you still still too integrate this last piece is just slow down and i feel it's through the way i feel you know like i am in the period where i'm I'm ready but um i'm not like fully energetically out there ready so and this is what i'm uh coaching myself like you get to Mm. slow down you get to slow down and integrate this last pieces because, you know, like anymore I don't push something or at least I try never to push and always follow this energy of joy, like what really feels like joy for me now to create. And if it mm. doesn't showing up right now, I just let it go. Mm. And of course, there is one part of me who, ah, you have to do that because, yeah, this is what I mentioned. Like I, I declared I want it to be easy, but there is part of me which is so much addicted to it being hard and being like, in control of everything yeah you know what the phrase is the phrase is slow down to go faster yeah 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 you know the minute like the force and force and force feels faster but it can can be slower yeah you, know, you slow down and then you slow down and, and be in, in alignment and then the speed picks up yeah and to trust and i think what is required for that is big trust that you are supported and mm. this was a journey for me as well, just to see, okay, how I'm supported. And I was always supported, not in the way I I wanted maybe all the time. <laughs> this is like, this is a lesson to learn. I want it one way, universe shows me in another way, but this is what I mm. have to surrender to as well. But this trust, I am always supported. 
Yeah. <laughs> Good. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's been. Um, it's been a good. You know, it's been a. It's been a really good point of learning, and and um, you know, it's come out of the other side. I feel, you know, good with with as we, you know, as I do. I talk to my coaching clients and say, you know, you've got to go into the unknown. You've got to trust. You've got to understand. You've got to take that first step. It's okay not to know maybe where the next step is because you know where the bigger goal is. And and um, you know I laugh with them now and I tell my you know I tell people I'm working with like I'm going through the same shit now like it's you know just because you know it happens to everybody and I feel like I'm going through that shit now so I'm like kind of I'm very thankful and very very grateful that uh, nobody around me or you know my immediately family or friends or anything like that has been affected hugely mm-hmm. maybe some in financial ways um, they're affected hugely. Um, and I don't take lightly what's happened to other people, and at the same time, I realise that there's, you know, there has been a there's a gift in this and a message that, okay, um, you know, we're all in this together, and that we, you know, even though we do the work and we go through this process of growth, I'm still going through this period of unraveling and trying to work out what the next step is, and and um, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I think like it's it's gonna be. Uh, Something big soon, which will show up. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So, um, do you want to add something to that, or we can wrap up, maybe? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm cool to. I think I've kind of like I've, that's that's up for me, like sharing exactly where I am on this point right now and talking it out and talking it out with you is is great to make give me understanding too that like. That's exactly where I am. I'm at that point of like, okay, I don't know what's next. But just to share, like we said at the top of, you know, the, in the, when we started, um, me for me, if anybody doesn't know what's going on, they can get in contact with me. I'm I'm a transformational life life coach, and people always say, okay, well, what does transformational life coach mean? Different to a regular life coach or whatever. Not that one's any better than the other. For me, my journey with people is about life coaching. It's about, it can often be about, okay, we take, you know, okay, let's say I'm going to go and find a life coach because I want a new job or I want to move where I live or something like that. And a coach is going to perfectly well and do a great job of taking you through that process. And maybe like at the end of it, okay, I've got a new job and, and that's what you wanted it for. And that's fantastic. My journey for life, my way I work with people is slightly different than I work with people who want to transform. And that is, they choose who they want to be as a person, what's not serving them as a person at one point, and at the end, we, you know, we work together to actually transform you know, into that way that we want to and can be, as opposed to just kind of going along and, and putting a goal in place. So, my life coaching is about the way I work with people is about transformation and you know, truly becoming the person that you want to be. So, um, if anybody wants to get hold of me, I'm sure details will be on somewhere on this. Yeah. Podcast, promotional page or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I will leave your contact to your Facebook or and your Instagram as well, uh, your website as well. Yeah, I will leave it in the notes of this podcast. Yeah. And uh, I will mention about myself for those who don't know me. So I work uh, as a sovereignty and conscious life coach. And underneath of everything I teach is this uh, 
uh, the codes of sovereignty, what I call that you're the creator of everything through uh, the words, thoughts, feelings you put out, so through your behaviors as well. So uh, in your life and in your relationship as well, and I'm working with people one-on-one as well, I am uh, creating programs, group coaching programs, which I will be sharing on my social media profile as well. Yeah, and uh, with Richard, we will continue, I hope, <laughs> doing this podcast <laughs> once in a while because it's always such a pleasure. Yeah, we always, always good. We always enjoy it, don't we? Yeah, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you cool, very much. Well, thank you for the space. Yeah, thank you very much for sharing your wisdom and your energy. With and you. thank you too. Thank you. <laughs> that was it for today thank you for listening to this episode if you enjoyed it please subscribe for this podcast or share it with someone you believe can benefit from it my mission is to remind you about the light and greatness you have been born with and help you reconnect with your own sense of self-worth, self-love, delight and pleasure. If you have a moment, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast app.